Now sit back and shut up. I'm Andrew Jackson. Let's go. Hello and welcome. This is Andrew Bergman. I am recording live here at... The Merced Multicultural Arts Center, that's the MAC, and this is Phoenix Talk Radio. This week I'm coming to you live from the set of Bloody, Bloody Andrew Jackson, the hit rock musical that the Phoenix Creative Collective is staging here in Merced. And tonight I'm going to be sitting down and talking with a variety of the cast and just uh, just chatting briefly about exactly what this show is, what it's all about, and uh, yeah, trying to get a trying to get a little scope of what's going on down here in Merced. So we'll be back after this with some of that. Hey, it's Andrew back here in the studio, and in between these interview segments this week, I'm going to bring you the news from around the valley. So this week we're going to start with SJS Theatrical. And I spoke with Robert Jerome earlier this week, the director there, and he wanted me to let you know that they're still looking for some cast members for some of the adult roles in The NeverEnding Story. So if you're interested, if that's something you'd be interested in, and uh, Los Baños is an area that you can get to, you can let them know, at, you can email them at casting.sjs at gmail.com. And he also let me know they're also looking for theater technicians or maybe some teenagers who'd like to learn and join both the never-ending uh, story and Romeo and Juliet crew. Also, they have Romeo and Juliet opening February 16th, and it runs three Saturdays ending March 2nd. And for more information, you can uh, you can check them out on uh, either on their website or on their Facebook page. Just search for SJS Theatrical. All right, well, let's get back to our next interview. All right. Well, I am back, and uh, I'm here with the well, with the star of the show, really. And uh, so I'm here with Luke Gonzalez, and uh, he is playing. Uh, well, tell tell us who are you playing, and what's uh, what's going on with you and your character in this show? Yeah, I am playing Andrew Jackson, uh, the well, president, uh, seventh president of this nation. Uh, I play him throughout the history of his life, starting as we see his early life with his parents growing up in the hills of Tennessee. They come from very humble stock. They're very, very normal, common folk, frontiersmen. And uh, we see him rise up through the ranks being somebody who is, you know, sort of raised on this philosophy that uh, America belongs to the common people and that they should take it back. This is their land. Mm -hmm. So he is a young man who has very, very, very humble beginnings but wants to rise the ranks to prove that he is worthy of a position in this country's history. Awesome, man. And so what were some of the challenges that you encountered with playing a character like this? Obviously a historical figure, but yeah. one that's been, um, you know, that, that has been fictionalized through through the course of the play. Now, I happen to know for a fact this isn't the first time you've done this. Uh, in fact, hmm. I, I saw you uh, do Edgar Allan Poe in almost exactly a year ago. Yeah. So you're no stranger to dealing with uh, dealing with real characters who have been fictionalized. Um, but what were what do you feel like were some of the challenges this time around? Oh, man. Challenges, especially with this character. Uh, the way he's portrayed is being very, very, very whiny teenager <laughs> who is uh, very sure of his wants and he's going to get him no matter what what he wants. But 
I don't know, playing somebody who actually is a historical figure, it's it's interesting. You want to kind of blend the reality of like who this man was because there is a very very solid history behind like his whole life mm-hmm. and his presidency, and it comes with a contrast. So you want to make him relatable in a way. However, he he doesn't do nice things. So right. it's a challenge of like, do you want the audience to actually be on your side? Do you want them to see him as a nice guy? Because, it, it, I mean, the play even addresses his very, like, the duality of like, was he a great man? Because he did what he thought was necessary for the station's history, but he was responsible for wiping out over like half of the native population. Right. So he, he made incredibly, like, grotesque choices that resulted in death and the loss of many human lives so mm-hmm. it's it's very like as an actor you want to relate to a character and you want to make them likable but right. sometimes you you can't <laughs> you can't you can't justify every action absolutely so what what do you like best about this show i mean if if you were going to tell somebody hey come and see the show because of this what is it uh, that really that really hooked you about this show in in the beginning or or that maybe you've come to love over the course of the rehearsal process i mean the music at first like cuz this show came out in uh 2010 when mm-hmm. i was in high school and i remember uh riding my bike to school with one of my best friends at the time and he he, he showed me we were riding bikes and he said you gotta hear this this is like we both love rock music and screamo and all that kind of stuff we're like oh this is fun and it's 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 real music in this like real but fictitious setting and so that's what i would think draws people in is this fun like kind of like rock musical but then it shows history in this very like humanizing way of these stories that make us feel like, wow, this is okay. These were tough decisions that had to be made. And so you start to learn stuff, especially like right now in this, I mean, current political, political climate we're living in is very like divided. Uh, Uh people are very on almost polar opposite ends. There doesn't seem to be a lot of middle ground anymore. So I think it's an important show to see because it, it is very polarizing with, is he a great guy? Is he a bad guy? And I think that's what we have to look at with our, political figures now are they making proper decisions that are going to shape this nation for the better or are they making them in self-interest right right and i'm guessing in at least the case of andrew jackson that's something we'll have to leave up to the audience to decide for themselves right oh yeah (laughs) yeah very open audience interpretation there awesome uh well any any last things anything else that uh that you want to mention just to to get people out to see the show and and uh make sure that they they really understand why they need to be here the next two weekends. Yeah, I think it's just, it's a really fun show and you're going to come for the music and a good time, but you're going to leave thinking about a lot of, a lot of history and a lot of what's going on now and how it's really important to take an interest in what's going on in this world right now because we're making the history as we go along. So we need to make sure we're making the right decisions. That's the truth. Well, thank you so much for being here with me tonight. I'll let you get back to uh, getting ready for the, uh, for the pre show. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I'll catch up with you later and I'll be back with the rest of you right after this. Thanks for having me. Next up around the Valley, we have on the verge or the geography of learning that's opening this weekend at prospect theater project. It is playing January 11th, 12th, 17th, 18th, 19th at 8 p.m. and January uh, 13th and 20th at 2 p.m. They do have an opening weekend sale this weekend uh, where you can take advantage of their online only buy one get one free sale. Just select your tickets for any one of their opening weekend performances. Enter the discount code PTPBOGO at checkout 
and save. This is going to be an incredible production, very technical, something you've never seen from Prospect Theater Project. So make sure you get on down and take a look at that. You can find them on the web. You can find them at prospecttheaterproject.org on the web, or you can just uh, search for their Facebook page as well. But this is definitely something that you're going to want to see that's on the verge, opening January 11th at Prospect Theater Project. Now back to our next interview. All right, I'm back with another uh, another of the great cast members here. State your name for the record, sir. Hey, my name is Spencer Brown. <laughs> hey, Spencer. It's great to have you on the show. Hey, I am, uh, I'm really excited to see the show tonight. I just got a chance to talk to Luke, and it uh, sounds like the show is going great. It's going to be amazing. Tell me a little bit about your character, uh, the character you play, and, and what, what, what role you fill in the show. So I play the messenger. So basically my key phrase is don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> um, it's been a ton of fun doing the show, especially with like such great actors in Phoenix. Yeah, absolutely. What's, uh, what's your favorite thing about the show? Like what really has caught you? I really like the fast-paced music. I've never been in a rock musical before, so it's real nice doing a change-up from, like, Mary Poppins, for example. <laughs> it's a—it's almost like Mary Poppins. Almost, yeah. Completely different in every way. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, as far as the, you know, as far as the music and kind of the history of the show and things like that, is there anything in particular that you feel like you've really learned? Like, you said it's been a new experience for you. So is there anything that's been a learning experience for you or maybe a challenge in the process? Um... A learning experience, definitely, because I before this I didn't know Andrew Jackson existed or why he was on the twenty dollar bill, <laughs> right? And now I can understand why. I mean, he has an entire musical about himself. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's it's going to be something to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it, let's uh, let's just talk about the elephant in your room in the room here. Um, let's talk about your hair for just a second. Yes. Who designed this hair that you've got? Um, on? Well. A couple of days before our photo shoot, I needed to find a hairstyle, <laughs> and I wasn't going to wear a wig for the show, so I asked Maddie, and she helped me come up with this awesome mohawk, and then Bridget helped me make some egg whites for my hair to make it more stiff. It's amazing. It's incredible. And uh, if for no other reason, uh, your hair is going to be the reason that people want to come see this show, because it's <laughs> <Yeah>. incredible. <laughs> if you haven't seen it in the photo shoots. Well, hey, thanks so much for spending a couple of minutes here with me. Last uh, last thoughts. Any if I was going to go out right now and tell somebody, hey, this is why you need to come see the show, what what would you say? I would say the entire cast has just been a great experience, and then the director, too, and the music is phenomenal. Awesome. Well, thanks again for spending some time with me, and uh, I'll let you go and get ready, and I will see the rest of you after this next break. Next up around the valley, we have Titus Andronicus by Merced Shakespeare Fest. The tragedy of Titus Andronicus is known as William Shakespeare's bloodiest and most violent play. In this version, produced by Merced College and Merced Shakespeare Fest, adapted and directed by Professor Karen Heidelbach, Rome is reimagined as a dark and cruel world resembling Mussolini's fascist Italy, touched by the Italian fascination with futurism, so popular in the 1930s. The play imagines the changing politics of Rome as an unsteady democracy, fatigued by constant war, overtaken by forces of communism, fascism, and the desire for revenge. Titus, a general, returns to Rome from battle and finds himself in the midst of a chain of harsh events that threaten to drive him mad while Rome is under the power of an incompetent dictator. The play is a contemporary look at family and loyalty, with some of Shakespeare's characters gender-switched to resemble modern life. Sometimes, there is a very thin line between grief and laughter, and Shakespeare knew this better than most. 
Titus keeps us on the edge of laughter, grief, and heartache, where emotions are raw and characters are vulnerable. The play features actors from Merced Shakes and the Greater Central Valley Theater Community, as well as Merced College students David Hamley as Titus, Joseph Hypes as the Emperor Saturninus, and Tracy Sprague as Tamora, the Queen of the Goths. Tickets can be purchased before the show at the box office or online at www.mccd.tix.com. That's $12 general admission, $10 for students, faculty, staff, seniors, and military, and a special $5 student price on Thursday, January 24th. As always, we expect nothing but the best from Merced Shakespeare Fest and their partnership with Merced College, and most of all from Karen Heidelbach, who I can personally tell you is one of the best directors out there. This should be an incredible show. Don't miss it. I'm here with, uh, now, next, with uh, international star of screen and stage, Dan Cor, one of my f- Hi. <laughs> one of my favorite stage personalities of all time. And, uh, yeah, we're here, we're getting ready for Final Dress, right, yep. for Bloody Final Bloody dress. Andrew Jackson. Um, yep. Talk to me a little bit about your role in the show and uh, kind of what you are doing in this one. Okay, so um, my big role in the show? Yeah. I'm just ensemble. That's good. But it's cool. We play a lot of different <laughs> characters, different people. Uh huh. Some real people. Uh huh. And then, you know, some fake stuff. people. <laughs> yeah, some fake people. Some fake ass people. <laughs> I play two really fake ass people. Do you really? Yeah. That's fabulous. So, what, um,. What types of what types of fake ass people do you play? In this okay, show? I play a racist from Florida. Awesome, great. Who pretends she's not a racist. Okay, so like, never mind. I was gonna say like, some people who live in Florida right now. Right. Uh, yeah, that's my guess. <laughs> yep. Not all of them, but some of them. <laughs> and then um, I don't. My other person is just. A girl. Just a girl. Just a girl. Okay. But she's a fake bitch, too. Amazing. Well, yeah. I, well I'm sure. I, I'm i looking forward to seeing it. I haven't had a chance to see any of this yet. Um, talk to me a little bit about, I mean, one of the things that uh, that I respect most about you is obviously your uh, musical acumen. So talk to me about the music in this show. It's uh, it's different. It's very different. <laughs> it's different. It's not, it's, okay, I know it's a rock show, but mm-hmm. it's not like acid rock. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's kind of... It feels kind of 90s and a little bit punk. Sure. Uh-huh. It's cool. Yeah. Um, it's loud. It's, it's it's loud. That's what I've heard. Yep. I, I, well, and I've got a little taste of that so far through <laughs> the recording process here. But no, it's uh, it's, it's cool. It, uh, it looks really cool. And speaking of looking cool, uh, you know, the elephant in this particular room is that uh, you, did, you did all of the incredible costume design I for this did. show. I did. The show looks amazing. Anybody who's listening to this has, und- has undoubtedly already seen the photo shoot, but talk to me about your inspiration for that because okay. it, it, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Well, in, in the, the f- photo shoot, Luke and Lexi were the only two that were costumed. The rest of us just wore. That's right. Regular stuff. Okay. But uh-huh. in this show, everybody's completely costumed. And my inspiration was to take um, colonial stuff and then like punk club kid stuff and slap it together yeah so it's lots of colors lots of ruffles and then some like spike collars and stuff it was really really fun to do and you know me i don't like costumes i know (laughs) but this one i had a blast because i could do whatever i wanted it's so incredibly beautiful and the thing to me is that i've never seen anything like it before 
I, you I, know, I you've done something totally different. And then, I don't think I have either. <laughs> not on stage. No, heavens no. No, no. no, no. So it's, I mean, the, the aesthetic <laughs> is, I mean, I, it's, this is one of those where I would tell people, you know, regardless of what it looks, uh, what it sounds like, it, it, it's just worth coming yep. to see this. Okay, the, the, the weird thing was when I was thinking about what I wanted to do, uh-huh. costume-wise, I googled colonial punk uh-huh. and didn't think there was such a thing. No. But there is. Oh, this is a it's thing? Called, yeah, it's called like, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly because I just googled it. I think it's called Rococo Punk. Seriously. And it's like a cross between both. How cool is so, this? So, the cool thing is that it does exist. I don't think any of what I did exists. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it does. That, that combination does exist, oh, wow. which I was like, What? Well, it it looks amazing. It's uh, it's super super cool. Um, everything you know, everything looks great. I'm looking forward to hearing how it sounds, and of course, as always, to watching you on stage. So, oh. Oh, well, you know, we probably didn't need whatever that was. That sounded painful. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> we're we're back here in the corner. It's totally fine. Um, just last last words for you, because I don't want to keep you too much longer. But uh, if you were going to tell people why they should come out and see the show. What's what is it? What's uh, what's what's Diane's word on why you should come see Bloody okay. Bloody Andrew Jackson? Two things. One is okay. it's ninety minutes. Cool. Straight through. I no like intermission. It. So oh, it's like it. seeing a movie. Yep. You know, it's yep. you don't have to dedicate a ton of time to it. Cool. It's funny. Uh-huh. It's fast, and it's cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Diane, thank you so much for spending time with me. You're welcome. I appreciate it, and I will look forward to watching you on stage in just a few minutes. And uh, all, for all of the rest of you, I will see you after this little break. Yep. Next up on the Around the Valley segment today, I wanted to feature uh, an outreach by one of our incredible theater community patrons and uh, one of the amazing stage personalities also here in the Central Valley, Sandra Hay. And she has put forward an adult actress scholarship for the Phoenix Creative Collective Spring 2019. Now, I'll be talking about this a little bit later in the show, but the Phoenix Creative Collective is starting right now our Spring 2019 classes. And we've got a number of classes out there. But Sandra really wanted to make sure that some of the some of the women that are in our community have an opportunity to access some of these great opportunities that are there in terms of theatrical training. So you can check this out right now if you go to Facebook and you go to uh, phoenixtherise.com, you'll be able to find the information. And basically what it says is apply here for full or partial funding for tuition in either Andrew Burkham, that's that's me, by the way. Uh, so either my sadness boot camp uh, or Don Truk's Say Your Peace. You can find information about both of those workshop, workshops at www.phoenixtherise.com. All applications will be considered for full or partial funding, but priority will be given to female identifying performers over the age of 18 in order to align with the stated goal of widening the pool of female identifying adult performers in the Merced area. This is an amazing opportunity and an extremely generous gift by someone who really cares about the community. So please check that out online, Facebook, and at phoenixtherise.com. I am back. Uh, I'm back with Debbie Bennett. And uh, if you are a fan of the Geeking Out of Steal This Idea podcast, um, you've already, you have you know who Debbie is. You've listened to her. Oh, something's really loud. I don't know what it is. Um, this, is what, this is what recording live is like, uh, by comparison. <laughs> but yeah, so tell me, 
about this about this show? And first of all, what's 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 your role? Like, what what do you do? I, I'm in playing show? the narrator oh, of, cool. of the role, yeah. so I am an over enthusiastic narrator who tries to place herself into the scenes when she's not always welcome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I look forward to seeing that. Um, as far as so, so you're complete. So you're basically the one who who gets to tell the story then. Until I, yeah. <laughs> until you I, don't. <laughs> until I don't. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> we have surprises. We got to be. We got to keep surprises from the audience. Um, talk to me a little bit about the. Um, have you been involved at all with like the the look of the show, like the? I've helped a little bit because I know um, makeup is is a is a big thing. Right. Everyone's do, pretty right? much doing doing their own makeup. Okay. Um, I helped Diane piece together some costumes. When Very she cool. did an amazing job with them, I gave her, you know, basic pieces, and all of a sudden they were just fabulous. <laughs> I don't know what she does. It's them, really it's awesome. pretty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome. Very good. So, as far as um, the process of putting this show together, it's a it's a very different show, right, from anything I've ever done before. It, it is. It's a little yeah. bit more edgy than than some of the shows. I have thoroughly enjoyed this watching the watching the process, being with this amazing, imaginative, creative group of people. Yes. Uh, the the camaraderie with everyone has has been there, and it's we've all clicked since the beginning. This is long. Okay, that's now we're back. Yeah, we're just uh, mic checking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, this is an actual mic check. Okay, so then we'll get through the end of this real quick. But um, just as far as uh, why you would encourage people to come, that's why. <laughs> that's why, right there. Yeah. Yeah, because our mic checks are the best. This is Luke. Uh, Luke Gonzalez. You're here. Right now, he's the uh, he plays Andrew Jackson. We just uh, we talked to Luke a little bit ago, and I think he's done checking. So, getting back to you, Debbie, um, what's uh, what's the reason that you would say somebody needs to come out and see this show this weekend? The it's very I don't know. It's it's an amazing show. The talent is unbelievable. I can't believe I'm actually even part of this group. Oh. Um, <laughs> just the, the things that Rob and Joel have done with it as far as taking the original uh, script and the way they've interpreted it is, is really good. And while it's it pokes fun at some things in history, it actually gets pretty serious at times. Mm-hmm. And, and we realize the, I don't know, some of the similarities between what happened in Andrew Jackson's time and what's happening right now with our country. And that, I think, is an interesting place. Uh, an interesting place we're going to go. Well, listen again. I don't want to keep you uh, too much longer, and I think we're we've got some more mic checks that are coming up. But thank you so much for spending a couple of minutes with me. All right. And I'll look forward to watching you on stage in a minute. All right. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> thank you. Bye. For this next segment, I am going to start talking about some of the classes that are being offered for the uh, spring session by the Phoenix Creative Collective. And I'd like to start with uh, uh, some dance classes that are coming up pretty quickly here. Both of these are going to be taught by Katherine Fisher, one of our great dance celebrities in the area. Uh, The first one is called Melting to Music. This is for ages 16 and up. It's on Thursdays from 4 to 5 p.m. It starts on January 31st and runs through March 28th. And it's an eight-week course to be taught at the Multicultural Arts Center. The class says, join Miss Catherine as she starts with a melty blues dance style and ends with partner contact improvisation. Learn to listen and respond to your partner with and without the benefits of predetermined choreography. Lunchtime dance party with local arts partners on Sunday, March 31st at 12 p.m. This is a great opportunity to uh, jump into dance and to do something maybe a little bit different than you've done before. So check that out. The next class that's coming up from uh, Catherine is... 
Dancing in the Streets, and this one is ages 12 and up. It's Thursdays from 5 to 6, again, January 31st through March 28th, uh, and it is also an eight-week class at the Multicultural Arts Center. This one says, Learn and Revel in Celebratory Partner Dance from East Coast Swing to Cha-Cha. Lunchtime dance party again with local arts partners on Sunday, March 31st at 12 p.m. Uh, both of these classes are $150 for the session. They do have payment plans that are available. If you'd like to check that out, just go to phoenixtherise.com classes. Right at the top of that page, there's a link that you can click that will take you directly to our catalog so you can look at all of the classes that are available. I'll be back with some more about Phoenix classes soon, but first let's listen to this next interview. Here we go. All right, here we go. Now, yes. so I'm again. I'm here with Lexi Silva, and uh, tell tell me about uh, t- tell me about what you're doing in this show. Who, who do you play? What's your story? So I'm playing Rachel Jackson. Awesome. She's the very devoted, very weird, and strangely <laughs> religious wife of Andrew Jackson. Incredible. Um, she's kind of. I feel like she emotionally grounds him, but she's just as crazy as he is, <laughs> just in a at a different speed. You know. So sometimes they line up, and it creates like a weird dissonant harmony of love. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. How did you get attached to this project? What uh, what what was it about this thing that grabbed you and said, "Hey, this is something I want to do with my time." So primarily the people I worked with, Joel and Rob, and of course you, never more about a year ago, and Uh it was an amazing experience, and when I saw that we were doing, that they were doing another project that was sort of equally different, um, I was immediately attracted to it, and I immediately wanted to work with the same wonderful people Mm -hmm. on something that, again, matters, a story that deserves to be told and is important to be told right now. Yeah. And when you talk about different, I mean, it's definitely from the look to the sound to everything. It's definitely different from anything that I've, that I've worked on before. Um, what's your, what's your take on that? How do you think audiences are going to react to something that's this, this different? I think it will overwhelm them (laughs) and I think they'll love it. Uh I think in our area, we have great theater happening, but I think we also need something refreshing. I think we need something different, something that um, provokes a reaction, and that can also get the audience involved. It's such a high-energy show. Mm-hmm. You can't help but sort of you know, tap your foot along, like really lean in when you're watching. Yeah. I think it's really going to grasp people's attention in an interesting way and make them think when they walk out. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and there's an intimacy here in this space, too, the way it's set up. I mean, the audience is, is kind of right in the action, which I really like. Yes, it's like a rock concert. Yeah which is so exciting because you really get the audience participation. Yep. Like, we're there, you're there. It's like live theater at its best. Absolutely. So just, I'm going to let you get back to getting ready oh, to sure. do your job. But, yeah. um, but before you go, just kind of last words, What's uh, why should somebody come out and see this this weekend and next weekend? Someone should see this show because we're all on winter break, right? We all deserve right. a little bit of a rude awakening. Like, <laughs> let's shake things up. Let's get back into the groove and um, wake up in a way that doesn't make you sad about our current political situation, but one that makes you excited to change it. Hmm. Amazing. Well, wise words from my friend Lexi Silva here. Oh, thank you, Andrew Burko. <laughs> thank you for joining me, and uh, the rest of you I will see after this break. Next up for the Phoenix Creative Collective class offerings, we have Boot Camp Creativity. Now, this is a great opportunity that's coming up in February. It is either a full day or a we have a morning or an afternoon session. And this is from the minds behind What Rough Beast, which you may remember from a little while ago, 
and Action, acting for the camera, Phoenix Creative Collective and the Multicultural Arts Center bring you a half-day or full-day President's Week camp from February 18 to 22. Join us for visual and performing arts education all day long for five whole days. This is going to be a great kind of multidisciplinary uh, creativity experience uh, for for the kids. Definitely check this one out. It is $100 for either the morning session or the afternoon session, or you can do the full day session for $200. There will be a multitude of different instructors participating that will bring all different kinds of viewpoints and activities to this great camp. Again, it's February 18th through 22nd, and that's uh, Monday through Friday for one week. So we have the morning session, which is at 8 to 12. And then there is the afternoon session, which is going to go through from 1 to 5. And then, of course, you have the full day session, which will be 8 a.m. through 5 p.m. Uh, morning and afternoon session, again, are $100 each. The full day session is $200 for the week. So it's going to be a great experience. Uh, make sure that you check it out, phoenixtherise.com slash classes. Now I'm here with James McIntyre, and, and James, uh, you are um, a multi, I, I would call you a multi-talented uh, stage actor, certainly, from what I've seen. I would call that very generous. <laughs> well, one of the things that always strikes me about you is your incredible flexibility. You, you, uh, you seem to be able to do anything on stage. Talk to me about this particular role and what you're, uh, kind of what you're doing in this one. Uh, so I'm playing John Quincy Adams, mm -hmm. one of the most ineffectual and non-noteworthy presidents in United States history. <laughs> and um, basically, this uh, this role so far seems to be just sort of a continuation in uh, my my working with Rob and him wanting to inflict physical and emotional trauma on me at any chance he has. Um, and so that's basically what I'm doing. I get maimed, you know, murdered. Uh, live on stage, live this on happens. Oh, yeah. it's great. It is actually a, a, a real life sort of snuff film, um, in a, in a way. <laughs> <clears throat> and I'm very proud to be part of it. That is amazing. So, what got you involved with this project in the first place? What uh, what made you say, "Hey, that's uh, knowing Rob such as you do, and knowing that he would probably find a way to hurt you um, at some point during the process"? Mm -hmm. What made you sign up for this one? I mean, besides my own masochistic tendencies, <laughs> it was uh, it was mostly because. Uh, I, I really love doing theater that has sort of an edge to it, and mm -hmm. uh, the theater that I value the most is the kind that makes uh, performers and audiences sort of try to access emotions that they aren't necessarily familiar with. Um, and I feel that Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson does that in a way that also explores uh, an interesting and sort of deplorable character in American history. And, right. uh, you know, it was just something that really fascinated me in, in both of those aspects. Cool, man. What's uh, what's been kind of your favorite thing about the the show so far? Whether it be the show itself or just the process of putting it together. Um, the process has been really organic. Uh, everyone in this cast is so incredibly talented; it, it blows me away. And uh, from the beginning of of the rehearsal process, everyone was constantly laughing and trying new things and spitballing ideas. We'll let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Little drum section. Yeah. Um, but it just it just felt very fluid, and it felt like we were all very understanding of the impact of the story that we were telling. Uh -huh. And it's, I don't know if I could pinpoint a specific moment for you that that's my favorite, but sure. I think uh, this show blends 
the the goofiness and the the actual hard hitting sort of commentary in, in a really beautiful way. Amazing. Well, thank you for spending some time here with me. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing the the final dress here in just a second. I'll let you get back to your preparation, but uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming and uh, letting us know why we need to come out and see the show. Thanks very much. Good talking to you. Thanks, man. So our last little plug for this week uh, is for another of the Phoenix classes that is coming up soon. And this one is one that I mentioned earlier when I mentioned the scholarship opportunity that's being funded by Sandra Hay. This is Say Your Piece, a solo performance workshop. It's with Don Truk. This is going to be a fabulous class. It uh, is ages 16 and up. It's Monday, 630 through 8 p.m. from February 25th through April 8th. It's $150 for seven weeks, and again, it's at the Multicultural Arts Center. The description of the class says, make a scene, literally. Develop solo work using writing, storytelling, vocalization, sound, physical theater, movement, props, and images. Come see Don's example solo performance piece, Under Stars, at the MAC on February 4th at 7 p.m., and then perform your own in a showcase on Saturday, April 13th at 7 p.m. Again, this is $150 for the course. There is a payment plan that's available. Those details are available online at phoenixtherise.com slash classes. So check that out. This is going to be an incredible experience, of course. Uh, Dawn's an amazing person. You can catch her on two weeks ago uh, on Geeking Out to Steal This Idea podcast, another fine podcast from the Phoenix Podcast Network. And so you can hear kind of her perspective on life on that podcast and then go out and take this class with her. So... I'm excited to see what's coming out of this one, and I know you'll be excited to see it as well. Let's get back to the next interview. This right. is, well, well, here we have a bass line in the back for this. That's great. I'm going to... We do. You, we do. Do I have to talk extra loud because the microphone's way over there? No, it's fine. I have, okay. I've got you cranked up. You're, you're okay, so cool, because I can't move any more forward <laughs> in this corset. It is a lot tighter than yesterday. That's amazing. Uh, wait, how can it be tighter than yesterday? Uh, I think because I gorged myself on Chinese food today. <laughs> I ate a lot of Chinese food right before I came, and yesterday I didn't have lunch or dinner, so... Fair enough. Yeah, I was Fair pretty enough. skinny yesterday. Uh, well, I'm here with Adam Chalatsky, and uh, he is. Uh, you're, you're in the show. Who? Uh, d- tell us, what character do you play in this in this amazing little show? I'm about to see. I am playing a combination of two characters. They took two characters that were in the show and they merged them together into one character. Awesome. Um, so I'm uh, I'm a character known as the band leader, while I'm also Martin Van Buren. Oh. And uh, they're not making it clear whether I'm actually two characters or whether Martin Van Buren is the band he's leader. The band leader. And it's really cool. Oh. That vagueness, I think, is really cool. It's a it's a it's a really nice element to the show. Awesome, man. So what's your, uh, I mean, the show looks amazing. It uh, it sounds really cool from what I've heard so far, and I'm about to hear it uh, for the first time really full and live. What's your favorite thing about the show? My favorite thing about the show uh, is all of the gratuitous profanity. <laughs> There's just can I swear in this show? Is yeah, this, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, there are just so many fucks in this show that are just they don't even need to be there, <laughs> and they're just it's just ridiculous. It's just everywhere, um, <laughs> and it's just to show it's just to show how much of a just crazy person Andrew Jackson really was. Yeah, yeah. So about that, like, uh, what do you, what lessons do you think this show has to uh, has to teach us in this day and age? Uh, it's pretty simple. Um, checks and balances are a good thing. Um, being crazy has its advantages and its disadvantages, and uh, and genocide's a very bad thing. Well, 
And there you have it, folks. You heard it here first. Genocide is a very bad thing. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I think we might be getting motion, too, so I'm going to let you go. But uh, last, just last words. That was just the drummer. Oh, well, never mind. Oh, nobody listens to the drummer. Yeah. Uh, then I'm, then I'm, I'm just going to ask you this question. Yeah. Um, why should, you know, if, if I, the audience is listening right now, mm-hmm. um, they need to come see this show yeah. in the next two weeks. Why, why do you think they need to come see this show? It is hilarious. That's the first. That's the first thing. Cool. Um, and the music's really good. Awesome. It's a. It is an edgy rock musical, and we don't get enough of those in Merced. Uh, so it's really. It's a good. It's a good reason to come. And this is one that you know the the music is unparalleled. It doesn't have. It doesn't have any. The, the closest. The closest other musical I could say that it's kind of similar to would be American Idiot, and that's the music mm. of Green Day. Yeah. So yeah. it's really it's really got that kind of late '90s vibe throughout the whole show, as far as music goes and some references and stuff. Um, but it's weird because it's also taking place in the early 19th century, so yeah. it's kind of both things at once, and it's really neat. Um, but the music is, I think, the the biggest reason to come because people who don't like musicals will like this. Yeah. Well, and I should have prefaced this whole thing with that. I mean, that's that's a, you're the music man. It's a rare treat to see you on stage. Uh, you know, instead of having you, usually you get recruited to to play in in the bands because we we need somebody with your caliber of talent. Um, but it is awesome to actually see you on the stage. Well, like, what's uh, what's that experience been like this time around? Is it uh, has has it been a good group to work with? Uh, how's the how's the rehearsal process been? It's been amazing. It's an amazing group to work with. Everybody's been really cool. Um, it's just been just fantastic. I mean, I, w- I, w- I went in with a lot of concerns because mm-hmm. I hadn't worked with Joel as a music director and not as a musician in his pit, right, right. and I hadn't worked with Rob as a director uh, as an actor mm-hmm. yet. And you know, I was very concerned that it might be scary or that you know that it might be like a lot of. Uh, a lot of stories that I had heard about. I never heard any stories about them, but it, but her stories I've heard about, you know, just how directors can be sometimes, and it was never like that at all. Rob yeah. was cool the whole time. Joel was cool the whole time. They were just cool. Awesome. Um, like, you know, they got their point across every time, mm-hmm. but uh, just really well done. And some of the, just seeing the changes and the things that they did that were different from the, from other, you know, versions of it, it's been really cool. Um, and I, I don't really think that I'm going to be doing as much music anymore. I think I'm going to be on stage a lot more in the future. Excellent. Well, uh, I I am certainly excited about that, and I think that anybody who comes and sees the show is going to feel exactly the same way. Um, yeah, I, I get my ass kicked a lot, so you'll enjoy seeing. Oh, that. even better. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I was just. I was t- James was over here a second ago, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, as usual, I get beat up and maimed and." <laughs> Like wow, what did you guys sign up for this time? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of that in this show. There's I mean there's there's a huge like the, there's a, a one mini spoiler. There's a huge bar fight scene that's just amazing. Cool. It's so good. It's really funny. And uh, there's a lot of. Oh, apparently there's a a gunshot at some point. There are many of those. Oh, cool. Um, Andrew Jackson liked to shoot guns. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Been in over thirty duels or something like that. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, really. You should research this guy. He was crazy. Like, uh, yeah, uh, definitely. But I mean, he's on the twenty dollar bill. So he is on a twenty dollar bill. Know, bill I, so he did something right. Yeah, he I guess. formed the Democratic Party. He's known for uh, changing the way that we campaign. He did a lot of things that were good. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Hitler built the autobahn, but he was still <laughs> Hitler. So it's an excellent point. Yeah. It's an excellent point. Well, I'm going to let you go now. But thank you Please. for sitting down with me, Adam. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah.
Well, that is all for this week's episode, but I want to thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you'll join us again next week as we experience more art that's going on around the valley. There's a lot more that's going on out there today. I couldn't fit everything into today's show, but I really did want to make sure that uh, we were highlighting Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson, which is playing now at the Mac down in Merced. It is going to be a great show. You can find the details and purchase tickets at phoenixtherise.com and I strongly suggest that you get out and do that right away. You're not going to want to miss this one. It is great. Uh, keep in mind the show, of course, is uh, it does have an M rating for Mature uh, due to primarily to language uh, as well as some adult situations. So don't take the kids, but do see the show. It's definitely worth checking out. It is something totally different for the Merced area and for the Central Valley as well. Well, thanks again for joining me today. This has been Phoenix Talk Radio. Phoenix Talk Radio is a production of the Phoenix Podcast Network. If you'd like to contact the Phoenix Podcast Network, you can do so online. Just search the social medias for Phoenix Podcast Network, or you can email us at phoenixpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Hey, Maybe you have an idea for a podcast and you'd like to uh, you'd like to put it together, but you don't know exactly how. The Phoenix Podcast Network can help you with that. We offer full production services for uh, up and coming podcasters, and we like nothing more than just to get people started and on their feet. So if that's something you're interested in, reach out to us. Again, it's phoenixpodcastnetwork at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Podcast Phoenix. The Phoenix Podcast Network is an affiliate of the Phoenix Creative Collective. The Phoenix Creative Collective can be found online at phoenixtherise.com. You can also email us at info at phoenixtherise.com, and uh, you can get in touch with us there. The Phoenix Creative Collective is a group of people that is dedicated to the fine and performing arts in the Central Valley of California and beyond. We want nothing more than to see great art come to great communities. And that's what we're doing this week and every week. Thanks again for joining me. I hope you'll join me again next time. Until then, get out there and make, or at least experience, some art.